So we continue today with our study of the book of Philippians, chapter 3, and our verse for today will be verse 8. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 8. So last week we spent time looking at, the, at verse 7 and um, I asked us to consider two attitudes that Paul had towards his life um, as he lived and as he took on each challenge that was uh, thrown at him uh, last week. And the first uh, consideration I asked us to think about was um, th- how happy Paul was to lose all these so-called advantages that I had mentioned over the last couple of weeks. Um, And then the second one was, after losing all of, how happy he was to lose those uh, advantages, I asked us to consider how happy he was uh, to gain whatever he gained after losing, giving up these advantages. So today verse 8 says this, Yet, indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss, the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. Another translation puts it this way. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. So today I want to talk about two things, two topics, looking at this uh, study uh, um, in the book of Philippians chapter 3, as Paul is, as the Holy Spirit is helping us understand some things of this Christian life. And the two things that I want us to think about and just um, be aware of that I want to concentrate um, on is the first, which is the title for for my message this morning, the title being Knowing Christ. Paul says that he has um, uh, lost all things so that he can know Christ, that he may gain Christ. So the title for this morning is Knowing Christ. What does it look like for you? What does it look like for me? What does it look like for us as Christians? And then the second topic um, alongside that, the subtopic of, uh, of, this, uh, of today is this thing about the Christians suffering. The suffering that we go through in our Christian life and how, it rela- how does it help us? Why do we suffer? Why? How does it... What is, why does... The Lord allows to suffer, as it were. And we will look at this text and try to make some sense of it. So this text, we, before us we have a, a, um, a life ambition of a spiritual giant. We all know Paul, we uh, perhaps aspire to be like him. I don't always aspire to be like him after when I read the... the the, um, the Gospels and what he went through. Um, but we, we look up to Paul. We want to be um, ones who live like Paul in a way that glorifies our King. 
Maybe not so much. We don't really want to suffer to glorify our King. But we'll get to understand and see why suffering in some ways is part of our life and why it, it, it exists and how we are to handle it. Because the reality is that suffering is here, it has been, it is current, and it will be uh, whilst we're still on this earth. But how do we utilize the suffering that we go through for the glory of our King Jesus? So this spiritual giant, Paul, is our, uh, he's almost our, our, our uh, um, example. Jesus is a great example. He's the ultimate example. But Paul, who was not Jesus, but he was a spiritual man like you and I, we can relate to him because he was a man. He was tempted. He had desires. He was sick. He, was, he suffered just like you and I um, do in today, in this world that we live in. But you see, more than anything, of all these things, Paul wanted the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. How many of us know that that is what we need? We need to know the knowledge, to have the knowledge of the existence, the life of Christ and how it impacts us, how he helps us um, live this amazing life. See, initial salvation is great. We, we are thankful for God, uh, for sending his son that we, uh, we get saved and then we get to live for him. And in that, when you got saved, it was glorious. But no one told you that um, this road will be a difficult road. No one told us that. When, you get, when you, the gospel is preached, what do they say? Unfortunately, um, people will say, come and give your life to Christ and your life will change. And often they leave it there. And um, they leave it there and make us wonder. Okay, the li our lives are, will change. And often when people come to Christ, it's when they have... They are down and under. They are at the last end, as, as it were. And so when someone comes and says, come, give your life to Christ and your life will change. When I'm, I'm down, I'm at the bottom. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to pay attention. And then I give my life to Christ. And what do I expect? Well, then my life will change. This way I'm at the bottom, will, I, will, I will be lifted up again. I don't have money. Maybe money will now come. I don't have friends. Maybe friends now will come. And partly those things can happen and those things do happen as God directs them. But there's not the entire truth of this Christian life. We need to complete the sentence. Yes, your life will change. But we almost have to tell people that it will change. But there will be suffering in this change. There will be this thing that we call suffering in this change. See, Paul had been a Christian for two and a half decades, the commentators say. Yet his life ambition was still centered in Christ. Even after serving Christ for so many years, even from his first initial um, encounter with Christ, his, his go-to, his motivation, his desire was still the same as the day that he was captured by Christ. Regardless of all these things that happened, all the suffering, his ambition, his go-to, he didn't let those things, those things deter him. 
didn't let those things stop him from desiring the excellence, knowing Christ Jesus, his Lord and Savior. Jesus was still his center. See, the word count in this scripture, um, in verse 8, the word count means to conclude. See, after thinking through a comparison between his achievements, all of those things that he achieved, uh, uh, Paul, and his knowledge of Christ, Paul came to a conclusion. He thought about all those things that he had achieved, and then he thought about Christ, gaining knowledge of this Savior Christ. He came to a conclusion, and that implies that he kept concluding all things a loss for something of greater importance in the present tense. So Paul looked at his whole life, what he had achieved, what he had worked, what he had studied, all these things that uh, he was promised as, 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 uh, as we are, as, as, as um, humans. We want to aspire to all these things. And then Christ captured his heart and he compared the two. He said, I've achieved all these things. I've looked at all these things. I've experienced, but I've got Christ on this side. And he concluded that all of these things, as good as they are or were, are nothing compared to the glory of knowing Christ Jesus. I will give up everything, all these achievements. I'll give them up to know Christ, my Savior, 25 years later regardless of all the ups and downs that he experienced. I wonder whether we, we think of life like that as, as Christians. I wonder if we think of life like Do we still desire to know Christ more and more? Like the day that you got born again, the day that you got saved. Or has life and all the sufferings and all the ups and downs kind of just eroded our way, kind of shaved our passion See, previously Paul had listed seven things that he had to disregard, all those achievements. Now, he refers to all things. There were other things besides the seven things that he was thinking about. There were other things. You can switch off. Can you see me? Yeah, I think it's the light. Technicalities. Can you guys see me? Come on. Uh, Sorry, guys.
You have a good you have your phone. Can I use your phone please? Thank you. I just wanna so you guys can see my face. I other than I have to smile. <laughs> All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Is that better? Can you see me? Eh? Kind of. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, as I said, there, there were seven previous the things that Paul counted, things that he achieved, the things that he wrote down that he was um, very happy about. But here in this scripture, he says, he refers to all things. All things. Now, when he, I mean, the, first, the, the, the previous um, scriptures, he speaks about those seven things, and they, those were the things that he counted himself as, as, uh, as um, his, his benefits, his um, assets before God. Then he comes to this scripture and he says, uh, those things are good, I achieved all those things, but then I find Christ on, on the other side, which one will I choose? Will I choose to glory in these things that I've achieved or will I choose the knowledge of Jesus Christ? And so he, he comes to this place and then he says all things. So it wasn't just the seven things that he listed before. He says all things. He considers those things, everything, as garbage, as rubbish. Now the translation says. Now all, the, all these things that he's speaking about, we might think of, of them being as wealth, the wealth that we, he may have accumulated. I wonder, how, how is it for you? What are those things that you, uh, you hold as maybe assets before God? And what are those things that you maybe have that hinder you from the greater knowledge of Jesus Christ? We might think of it being wealth. Maybe it's a career. Maybe it's prestige. Perhaps it's a desire for a comfortable life. Maybe as Paul, his, his other things would have maybe been fame as a Jewish uh, rabbi. Perhaps it was approval of his family. How often do we let approval for, from our families deter us from serving Christ as best as we can? How often do we allow making decisions that would rather satisfy our families rather than pleasing the king? Paul says he lost all those things as well. All those things were there. But he says, I consider them as rubbish. I consider these things as garbage. As I said earlier, he had been a Christian for 25 years, the commentators tell us. And he was still concluding the same thing. The excellence of knowing Jesus Christ. All things were rubbish according to his interpretation. And all those things, as I say, could be perhaps all his successes. So look at your life and maybe, maybe think of all your successes in a worldly understanding. 
Could you consider those successes rubbish before Christ? So hold your successes on the one side and then hold the knowledge of Jesus Christ on the other. And how does it weigh? Which one, which one takes preference? Your successes or Jesus Christ? Remembering this, that one day, all these successes that we have, that we've gained, the wealth, the knowledge, all these things, we will leave them here on earth. Christ will have forever. We'll be with him in eternity forever. So how about we try and live our lives now in a way that will bring him glory because we'll be with him forever. These things will leave them behind. Yes, he gives us knowledge. He gives us the ability to do whatever he's given us um, the opportunity to do. He gives us talents. He gives us gifts. We have to use those things. But ultimately for his glory. Ultimately for his glory. For us, for each other, for the church, for the Christian community, and for the world who do not know Christ. That they may know Christ somehow through you and I. But those things cannot override Christ himself. They cannot. Now all those achievements were uh, the things that Paul did and achieved without God. His popularity, all the approbation he received, all the commendation, all the applauses that he got, all these accomplishments were all outside of God. So that's where we find ourselves as a Christian for I don't know how long you've been serving Christ for. Um, your journey continues. He hasn't called you home yet. He hasn't come back. So your journey continues. So what do we do while our journey continues? We need to take, um, uh, we need to understand how this journey should work out. When we have bumps on the road, what is that bump? Why is that bump there? And, why, and how, does, how do I make it um, glorify Him? But at the same time, I know that I will benefit. I know that I will um, help others. How do these bumps, how do these things affect me? How do we live our lives? And so we talk about suffering. Let's talk about suffering. Who here likes to suffer? I don't. I don't. I know you don't either. No one likes to suffer. But suffering is part of our lives. Suffering is part of our lives. And suffering comes as we um, grow and as we move in our knowledge and relationship with Jesus Christ. Some of the painful experiences that you've experienced, some of the painful experiences in your life, in my life that I've experienced, some of these painful experiences that uh, Paul experienced had given Paul help in living the great, uh, for the greater excellence 
or the greater excellency of knowing Christ Jesus. Do you view your, your suffering as, as that? That your suffering, your um, difficulties, do you view them as a, as a help to gain the knowledge of Jesus Christ? Paul says, I have suffered the loss of all things. See, sometimes things that are precious to us are taken from us by force. It is not so much that we choose to renounce them. It's more that they are taken away from us. Why would God, my Savior, my King, take these things away from me? Why would He take those things that I, those things that I love so much that He has given me? He says He loves me. Why would He do, why would he do that? One thing we need to understand and realize that the more we grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the more we grow and draw closer to Him, the more these things will be tested. The more our lives, the things that we hold on to, these achievements, the whatever, the more those things will be tested. So, um, which one takes preference? Jesus Christ or the things that He's given you? And the more, the closer you grow to Him with, in your relationship with Him, the more those things will be tested. See, Paul, as he grew closer to Christ, as he moved forward with Christ, there were times when he lost things that he had that had been precious to him. See, Jesus speaks of those, you remember scripture speaks about those who lose, some of us will lose houses, some of us will lose brothers, fathers, mothers, sisters, yet, yes, even our very own life in Mark. How would you, how, how is it? How would you react if you lost that thing that is so precious and dear to you? See, sometimes these earthly treasures are not so much laid down by us. We don't choose to lose these things. We work hard to gain them. We don't choose to let them go. They are torn away from us. You see, Paul knew something of this. Remember, friends abandoned him. Wealth and comforts were often torn from him. Liberty was denied to him as he spent many years in various prisons. How is that one thing that I, can, in my, I can't, my head just can't um, understand? You are serving Christ, your creator, your, your, your king. But I don't know what percentage of his life he spent in prison. Can he, he, 
in, in my thinking, should have been disgruntled. In fact, he should have uh, said, God, how can you, I'm serving you. How can you allow this thing to be? This is not us, what I signed up for. Yet Jesus Christ allows, allowed it to happen. See, when such things are torn from us, turn, uh, torn away from us, and we are suffering the loss of all things, Paul, the man, helps us to know what to do. We regard the, uh, the things that were lost as rubbish. They are like manure in comparison with the greater excellency of knowing Jesus Christ. Now some of these things, some of these sufferings happen because we, we hold on to these things far too closely. God gives and it's God who takes away. It's God who allows these things to happen. So He gives and He takes away. Should He take away the, the, the very thing that is so dear to you, how would your perception of Him be? How would that be changed? Or do you only love Jesus Christ? Because He's given you. Do you only love Jesus Christ because He hasn't sent, allowed you to go to prison? Or do you love Him because of who He is? And do you love Him because you know that He is God? And He has ordained, He has decided the path that you are to, to uh, live and lead your life. He has pre prepared a path for you and I to walk into as, as Ephesians 2.10 says that he has gone ahead and prepared good works for you and I to walk into and if we believe that then anything that comes our way should not uh, shake us it might cause us to be a little bit unstable but actually if, our, if Jesus Christ is a firm foundation we should, we should still remain founded in him so the very thing that takes that he he allows to text away from you the very thing that's so dear to you. How would you react? So think, can I ask this question? Think about the most dearest thing in your life today. Think about the most dearest thing in your life today. And that thing gets taken away from you. You don't choose to give it away. You don't choose to let it go. It's taken away from you. How would your attitude be as a Christian? How would your attitude be towards your God? Who we know that the world, you know, we, we've learned that He is loving, He's merciful, He'll take care of us, and those things are true. But we forget that He's sovereign and that He's committed to what, He's committed to see you coming through the path that He has de um, decided for you to walk through. He's committed to that. Paul, here, helps us understand that painful experiences are God's way of helping us. 
Can you believe that? Painful experiences in your life are God's way of helping you. Of helping me. It happened to Joseph. Remember, he was torn away from home when he was a 17-year-old teenager. How was that? You're torn away from home as a 17-year-old teenager. You're still trying to work through life. What life will be like? And it's taken away. You are sold. You are, you are, you are, you're torn away from your family. It happened to Moses as well. He lost the treasure of Egypt and experienced disgrace. See that in Hebrews 11. But his taste for the treasures of Christ was vastly more precious to him. So the key part of this Christian life is that we need to be to place ourselves in a place where um, the, the, the tasting and seeing that God is good, that thing overrides all other things. And then we can agree with Paul that all things are but rubbish before Jesus Christ. When we face loss, when we face loss of worldly honors or worldly status, worldly wealth, we learn to evaluate such things in the right way. When things are going well, we don't think. We just, you know, we just carry on. When things start going wrong and you start asking questions, isn't it? Start asking questions. What have, done, what have I done wrong? What should I have done uh, we start asking questions. We start evaluating our lives in the right way. That's part of growth. That's part of us learning how to live this life for Him. We learn that these things are garbage in comparison with what God wants to give us. A deep knowledge of Jesus. We deliberately allow God to adjust or readjust our values. We regard the knowledge of Jesus as priceless treasure. We regard worldly honors as worthless and worse than worthless. We remember, here's a scripture that I know that maybe you don't like, but when I read this, I, uh, I don't necessarily always like it. But to remember that the rich can scarcely enter the experience of the kingdom of God. How's that? Now, the rich does not necessarily just um, mean money. It could obviously mean money. Whether it be rich in money, or it could be rich or wealth in intellect or wealth of political power, or wealth of uh, popular popularity. What is that thing? What is that wealth? Unfortunately, almost any kind of wealth, whether it be it uh, monetary, whether it be it from popularity, whether it be it from um, uh, intellect, unfortunately, any kind of wealth, in some ways, is a hindrance in our experience of the kingdom of God. 
hindrance to experiencing God more, more closer, more richly than not. See, when we face loss, it's God's way of leading us into intimate and deeper knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, how did Paul get to the place where he was happy to give up all these um, achievements, all these things, all these things that we get praised for? How did he get to the place? Because he had to get to a place where he was comfortable enough to give them up to gain the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I do not believe in his own power it was possible. It was only through the Holy Spirit that he was able to renounce and, and, and consider those things, those achievements, those great things in our worldly opinion as rubbish. And so for us today, this is what needs to be a challenge. This is what needs to be an encouragement daily as we walk our lives. Is that we ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Father, thank you for all these things. May I use them to glorify your name however you'd want me to. But may I desire to know you more and more. More and more daily. And I cannot desire to love you and know you more and more by myself. In my carnal nature, I cannot. It's impossible. In fact, my carnal nature is totally against Jesus in His way. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. That's why we need to be found asking Him for help. Remember the scripture that says um, that when we are weak, He is strong in us. Paraphrasing. It's a difficult scripture to understand. Or to take in, should I say. When I am weak, possibly physically, actually I allow him to be strong in me. When I cannot do it in my own energy, then he is able to work through me and he gets the glory because it's not me. So how do we live this life in um, a way that glorifies him, knowing that suffering will not, until the day we meet, meet him in heaven, or he comes down to earth and takes us, we will be faced with suffering. We will be faced with many troubles. The word says that. But then he also says we are to take heart for he has overcome it all. So I'm not saying um, the things that he's given you, you must throw them away. He's given you those things for a reason. What I'm saying is don't let those things become so, so valuable, more valuable than him, than the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Because all those things you will leave behind. But the relationship with him you will take with to heaven when you see him. How glorious is that? See, God wants us to gain Christ and be found in him. One of God's desires for you and me is that we may get to know Christ more and more. But the things of this earth, the things of this world hinder us. They stop us. They stop us. But we allow that. He's given us a, a, um, the option to either allow it 
or disregard them and pursue him more and more. So I'll conclude with this. Life is not easy. We know. We look at the heroes of the faith. We can see. We look at Paul. Paul's life, we can see. In fact, you don't have to look at, the, uh, at Paul's life. You don't even have to look at the heroes of the faith. Look at your own life. Look at your own life. And you can testify that life is not easy. Why? Because we are in this world. But we are not of this world. We are light in a darkened uh, place. We shine His light. And of course, darkness covers uh, over, almost over once, wants to override us, overshadow us. But it cannot. Darkness cannot overcome the light. We are the light. We represent Him. So let's do our very best. In fact, don't do your very best. Maybe let's rather just ask Jesus Christ to help us through His Spirit to live this life for Him and for His glory. Now ask us to close our eyes. I'm going to pray in that way. Father, thank You for this life that You've blessed us with. Thank You, Lord, for the talents and the gifts that You've, you've given to us, Lord. Thank You, Lord, for the many things that You've given to us. Father, I ask where we have allowed those things to be more precious than you, than our relationship with you, I ask that you would forgive us. Forgive me, King Jesus. Help me, Father, to count those things, when, count those things that, as garbage, as rubbish, like Paul did, in order to know you more and more for your glory, King. And when it's difficult, Father, help me. Help me. Help us. In Jesus' name. Papi, thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, that there's no condemnation, that we are not to walk in guilt. Even, even when we have maybe... Uh, messed up, we've gone wrong, we haven't understood things, God, your grace still carries us and your mercy holds us Father, thank you for that truth we love you Lord, help us to live this life, this short life that you've allowed us to have on this earth for your glory King Jesus and for each other's benefit in Jesus strong and mighty name I pray Amen